I hope you all know that even though every government in the world without exception has acknowledged since 1992, which is 29 years ago, that we have an existential problem called climate change, we are still subsidizing fossil fuels, so oil, gas, and coal. The very thing driving the climate crisis by $11 million a minute in order to make the climate crisis even worse than it looks like today. And that's not me saying that. That's the International Monetary Fund. They issued a report in September updating their annual report on fossil fuel subsidies, and it makes for grim reading. So they said, the IMF, that globally, fossil fuel subsidies were $5.9 trillion, that's trillion dollars in 2020. That's almost 7% of global GDP, of the weight of all the economies in the world put together. The IMF also said that everyone is at it. Not one, not a single one of 191 countries prices its fuel sufficiently to reflect their environmental destruction costs. I mean, you would think that there isn't any government reading it. So globally, subsidies that cut fuel prices artificially for consumers and industry account for 8% of total subsidies, 8%. Then consumption tax breaks add another 6%. Most importantly, failing to make polluters pay for air pollution is 42% of that number. And finally, climate costs, so the climate destruction, is another 29%. And the problem is that this makes no sense because if you cut global CO2 emissions, again, according to the IMF, by just one-third, you would save one million deaths per year from dirty air, and you would raise revenues equal to approximately 4% of global GDP. So these fossil fuel subsidies are not only destructive, but they also slow down our economy, and they slow down bringing living standards up globally. Yet, it's as if no government cares. And just five countries are responsible for two-thirds of all global fossil fuel subsidies. China, the United States, Russia, India, and Japan. Just these five. But to control my anger, I'm just going to have to stop talking about this today. And instead, I want to talk about a little-known secretive minefield undermining climate action, something innocuously called the Energy Charter Treaty. And that's such an unthreatening name, don't you think? A bit like natural gas, which really should be called everywhere fossil gas, 
or like plastic, which is 99% made from oil. Now that thing, the Energy Charter Treaty, is literally threatening to blow up the entire fight against climate change by driving billions, tens of billions of dollars more to the oil, gas, and coal industries. Welcome to episode 55 of the Angry Clean Energy Guy with me, Asad Razouk. I am so happy you're here. Thank you. Two years ago, the Netherlands moved to shut down coal-fired power plants. Why? Because a court ordered it to do so. But then, what happened? A German utility called RWE, which happens to be the largest polluter in Europe, sued the Netherlands, so they sued the Dutch state after being told to wind down their coal stations. And they, RWE, argued that the Dutch government invited them to build coal fire power plants, and therefore they deserve $1.6 billion in compensation for closing their coal plant early. And that's even though it kills. RWE was blatantly trying to shift its losses from stranded assets to Dutch citizens by seeking compensation for its own poor business decisions. So, I build something that harms, that kills. Then, after I've made a lot of money from it already, courts intervene and tell me to close it. Then, instead, I sue to recover my money. This is not normal. So this is the same RWE, which is not only the largest polluter in Europe, but also the one whose brown coal mines, really dirty coal mines in Germany, have been the subject of long-standing protests because it's trying to destroy a 12,000-year-old forest called the Hambach Forest in order to dig more coal. They've literally been clearing the forest to make room for coal mining, and there's only 10% of that forest left. And on top, they're destroying villages there and expropriating people's homes while trying to evict them. Yet, the very same RWE, guess what, advertises itself as a green company. I mean, that's just going to be hilarious. And RWE wasn't alone. There's a German coal company called Uniper, which also sued the Dutch government, basically along the same lines, alleging that it was harmed. So it was harmed because it was asked to close a polluting plant which kills people. There's another company trying to shift losses from what are stranded assets to Dutch citizens and seek compensation for its own awful business decisions. And these two companies alone are seeking billions of dollars. And for what? To compensate them not to kill us? As a footnote, both RWE and Uniper say their filings are just about recouping their investments and that they endorse Dutch climate goals. 
A final example is another company called Rock Hopper Exploration, which is based in the UK. Now, that one is suing the Italian government along the same lines because the Italian government banned new drilling near the coast. And this thing, the Energy Charter Treaty, is so secretive that we know that at least five fossil fuel companies are trying to get about $20 billion in compensation along the same lines. But we don't know exactly what the number is. And the number of these cases, as you can expect, is projected to skyrocket in the coming years as we move more aggressively on climate action. So shame on you, RWE, Uniper, and Rockhopper, and shame on your lawyers. They're all represented by major law firms who have no excuses. And if you want to hear me rant about law firms and climate action, I had a whole episode about that, and that's episode 30 of the Angry Clean Energy Guy. But how, you might ask, are they doing this? There is something called the Energy Charter Treaty, as you've heard, which is an international investment agreement designed in the 1990s, in the post-Cold War era, to, at the time, protect foreign investments in the energy sector. It was signed in 1994. Now this thing, the Energy Charter Treaty, is a very unique multilateral framework which applies to more than 50 countries. It includes the European Union, the UK, Japan, as well as other Central Asian countries. And crazily, in 2021, but probably as we should expect, it's currently looking to expand to new states, particularly in Africa, Asia, and Latin America, because they have no shame. And horribly, this thing, the ECT, the Energy Charter Treaty, has a 20-year sunset clause. And what that means is you're not even allowed to leave it, because if you leave it, there's a look back for 20 years. And you can face claims up until 20 years after you've left it, after you've said, this is crap. And that's a scary and big lever, which big oil is using stealthily, because it's hardly ever in the news, to circumvent net zero mandates and intimidate sovereign states. Now, why did I say that they're doing this stealthily? Well, first, it's not widely known, as you know. Yet it alone could stop us having any chance whatsoever limiting global warming to one and a half degree Celsius. Just that energy charter treaty alone. And it contains this highly contentious legal mechanism that I described, which allows foreign companies to sue governments over climate action that could hurt their future profits. Now, these are corporate court cases, which means they're highly secretive. They take place outside the national legal system, in arbitration typically, and they can often lead to far larger awards 
than companies might get from a normal court. And the secrecy doesn't end there. The cases take place in private, and people like RWE and Uniper are not obliged to even acknowledge the existence of the case, let alone reveal the compensation they are seeking. And finally, and listen to this, even if a state wins a court case, the taxpayers still have to pay for legal and arbitration fees. Now, some crafty lawyers obviously inserted that one. So you can see how this is a major obstacle to averting an even worse climate crisis. Because governments implementing measures to tackle the climate crisis are being hit with enormous potential fines. And what these fines do is they can save companies which took bad decisions, which they knew were harmful to public health and worsen climate change from the financial collapse that they should face. So the only solution which is being looked at is for countries to literally get out of that treaty and then torpedo it on the way out. The EU is trying to do this. But despairingly, it's already at its ninth round of negotiations to what it calls modernizing the Energy Charter Treaty. So let's hope it doesn't keep trying to modernize it on the same rhythm as the climate talks or the biodiversity talks. The climate talks are on their 26th year and the biodiversity talks are on their 15th year. Encouragingly, some countries are trying to withdraw. So Italy got out in 2016, although it is being sued because of that sunset clause that I referred to. So you can still sue Italy all the way until 2036. That 20-year sunset clause, by the way, is much longer than similar clauses in other treaties. Again, kudos to the crafty lawyers protecting fossil fuels. And it's also completely incompatible, the sunset clause, with the notion that regulations must evolve as we discover more and more the horrors of climate change. Because don't forget, the climate crisis is ravaging the planet, but 89% of CO2 emissions come from fossil fuels, and we are still paying big oil, gas, and coal $5.9 trillion a year in fossil fuel subsidies to make it even worse. Now, I have a glimmer of good news. The European Court of Justice ruled a couple of months ago that EU energy companies could no longer use the treaty to sue EU governments. That's because it's supposed to be for foreign investors, and so inside the EU, Obviously, RWE is not a foreign investor in the Netherlands. And so the legitimacy of some of these cases has been thrown into question. But remember, this is not taking place in the court. RWE, Uniper, and others are going through arbitration cases in private venues that are secretive. And we don't know whether 
the arbitrators, individuals, literally, overseeing these disputes, there's typically three of them, will comply. So we're running the risk that investors and arbitrators and oil companies and coal companies ignore the European Court of Justice recent clarification and therefore undermine the rule of law in the EU. I mean, this thing is bad. So, I don't know, the EU, the UK, Japan, others must just exit this treaty. We have to eliminate legal structures that have been designed to lock us into a fossil fuel addiction. This is what this thing is. The Energy Charter Treaty is designed to lock us into a bygone era. And we definitely cannot afford billion-dollar corporate compensation claims every time governments take a climate action decision. This thing, the Energy Charter Treaty, is a climate killer, and it has to go. And now, the plot thickens. Here's a case study of how this legal tool is being used. By way of background, we know that there's approximately 150 cases that have been filed against governments since this Energy Charter Treaty came into force in 1994. But these are only the cases we know about. Astoundingly, this thing, the Energy Charter Treaty, has a secretariat in Brussels. But its own secretariat doesn't know how many cases exactly have been filed against governments because corporates and investors are not obligated to reveal the legal action under the ECT. And if that sounds crazy, it's because it is. So to give you a flavor of how this thing is being used, I picked up that a Belgian court ruled a couple of weeks ago that a $545 million energy charter treaty award against Kazakhstan could not be enforced. Why? The Belgian court found that the Moldovan creditors in this case obtained it through fraud. This is a case that's been ongoing since 2010, with Kazakhstan locked in a legal battle with a multinational company owned by one of Moldova's richest oligarchs. So check out this picture. Lawyers have been earning fees since 2010, litigating a case between a Moldovan oligarch and Kazakhstan, that's 11 years of hefty legal fees. While arbitrators have been sitting around earning more legal fees. And what happened in the end? It turned out the whole thing was a fraud. And Kazakhstan had been under pressure throughout this time, thinking it has to pay half a billion dollars for something it did not do. And just to put some more color on this, because it's just something else, the legal proceedings were funded, according to the defense of Kazakhstan, by a U.S. hedge fund, which is in the business of funding the arbitration as a third party to share in potential rewards. 
I mean, that is what's going on around this energy charter treaty, and it has to completely stop. I mean, do I need to say more about it? Shame on you, RWE, Uniper, and the law firms aiding and abetting them. And we, humanity, we are going to beat you. We are right and you are wrong. And you know you're wrong. Just look around you. Just in the past two weeks, on the European call front, Germany's new incoming government decisively moved what is the fourth largest economy in the world on climate by aiming to phase out coal by 2030, eight years ahead of schedule. So you can expect a lot more losses. And meanwhile, in Portugal, again just in the past two weeks, the country went 100% coal-free nine years ahead of schedule. It's abandoned coal, a fossil fuel it's been using since the 1920s. And guess what? It strengthened its energy independence because it doesn't need to pay anymore for imported coal. So climate action marches on. but it is weighed down by things that we can see, government inaction, for example, or insufficient government action, or corporates greenwashing and dragging their feet, or investors ignoring the problem. But it's also being stimmied by things we don't even know are out there. And one of the most dangerous is the energy charter treaty. It simply has to go. Thank you so much for listening to this episode 55 of the Angry Clean Energy Guy. And if you like it, please share it and talk about it. Have a great couple of weeks.